With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To this song and go watch the family. Talk Recorded live.
and against his anointed. Remember, Nimrod was going to build a tower into heaven and kill God. <laughs> he was going to build a tower. That's humanity's idea. All the nations were of one tongue, one worldism. Everybody spoke the same language. Everybody was hunky-dory, hugging each other's neck. It was all one big happy, or I don't know how happy they were, but it was one big conglomerate mess. The Lord never meant for it to be that way. So he divided it all. And any time those divisions are crossed, then it's a sin against God. That is race mixing numero uno. Okay? The bounds of the habitation were set because because that's what man does. When left to himself, he falls. He degenerates. But anyway, so after the Lord messed up their little playhouse there, and Genesis with the Tower of Babel, and to say it, okay, you guys don't want none of me, then I turn you over to lesser gods, that be the divine council, the lesser little Gs, the divine council. And then he went after the one person and who in his foreknowledge he knew would be the one he needed to go after, and that was Father Abraham, and that's who we're talking about now. Genesis chapter 15. And from that moment forward, when he calls out Abraham, all these other people from the Tower of Babel that are scattered across the world, every tribe, nation, tongue, whatever, up, down, inside, out, whatever, if they ever want to get back in relationship with the one true God, it has to be through something connected with Father Abraham. Because Abraham believed God, and God counted it to him for righteousness. We're going to get into that when we get into chapter 15. Now, I'll give you the simple outline. And if you go through the Bible with this in mind, you can't can't get clouded up. All these people with these asinine doctrines off to the side here and this, this, this junk over here, you won't get sidetracked if you keep this in mind, what I just said. Hey, folks, I'm a dumb idiot, okay? And if I can get it, you can get it. Don't let nobody deceive you. We've all been deceived at one time. Paul said he was a, he threw himself in the bunch. At one time, we, we've all been deceived about things. My God, was all, we've been deceived all, most of us deceived all of our life. Well, I'm not going to say most. Every one of us was deceived. Amen. Biblical cosmology. So it is, it's not to being deceived as bad. It's not getting out of the deception. That's what the problem is. And usually pride has something to do with that. When you really want to get down to the root of it, pride's got something to do with that. Probably maybe a little money too. And more than likely worried about what the next man's going to say about you. But we're not we're not here to talk about that tonight. <clears throat> so those things right there. Anybody from okay, let me just give you just a quick little example. From Abraham, through Abraham, out calls Jacob, then they go into Egypt. When they come out of Egypt, everybody that comes in as a, comes out as a proselyte has to has to deny their false god. Turn to Exodus twenty real quick, brother David has to deny their little G-God that their nation, tribe, tongue, whatever, is serving. 
and come into the one true God that started out with Abraham, wound up the nation of Israel into Egypt, then they come out, then you, right in chapter 10 and 11, 9, 10 and 11, you got people, the heathen that came out with them, becoming proselytes. It tells you how to become a proselyte in the rest of in, in, um, Deuteronomy, Numbers, all those books. It tells them they have to deny their God, their little G God, and then they can only get in back in fellowship and in, in right relationship with the one true God. Not in the same fellowship as Israel, but in fellowship is where they're not obliterated, where everything just, uh, let's, we'll just put it in the old cliche, goes to hell in the handbasket at the end, okay? Read the first two commandments. Brother Dave? Yes. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. There you Thou go, right, the very right off the bat, right off the bat, talks about those other gods. Go ahead, brother. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath oh. or that is in the water under the earth. Oh, so some of them gods must be in the water and some of them must be on the earth and some must be under the earth. Wow. Anyway, just wanted to show you to be a to be a proselyte. Even in the New Testament, it talks about proselytes, folks, in the Book of Acts. Okay, that's part of They're the called three God seers, right? Excuse me. They're called God seers in the New Testament, I believe. Yeah, they're called proselytes too. Spell yeah, the word in the New Testament, in the Book of Acts. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so once you get that three, that the Word of God, folks, is, is not, there's a bunch of stuff we'll never understand, okay? But to get the overview, I've just gave it to you of what you need to be looking for, what you need to keep in mind. And as we get further into Genesis 15, I'll take and show you the New Testament, how it falls back on chapter 15 in Genesis, and Galatians 3, and in Romans 4. Like I told you, everything, every New Testament doctrine, save the mysteries revealed unto Paul, are in the book of Genesis. Told you that when we started in Genesis 1-1. And if if you can't find, if if doctrines are being taught and are not part of the mysteries revealed to Paul, if doctrines are being taught that you can't find in Genesis, something's wrong with them. I'm not, that's not my opinion. <laughs> and that, that's not my opinion. They're pulled out of thin air is what they are. Because there'll be a context somewhere to go with another context somewhere in the Word of God that doesn't yank something out of context to go along, that, that's context with context and Scripture with Scripture to make it a doctrine. If not, it's not a doctrine. It's imagination of somebody's mind. So, on that pleasantry, Brother Chad, open us in a word of prayer. Yes, Un- unmash the mute button, please. Yes. <laughs> and I was thinking just before, maybe you can answer it after, um, can, do you have an example of one of these? 
doctrines, like I know there's probably many, but just, you know. Yeah, Satan's Lucifer's brother. Right. I mean, Lucifer is Jesus' brother. Right, right, right. Okay, I got it. Yeah, Mormons. Yeah, Yeah. got it. Got it. So basically any cult. Right. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses. Well, to every mainstream denomination, if there's just three or four people together, they're called a cult. But in the in the in the truest sense of the word, yes, a cult. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're a Bible believing cult here. Yeah, I forgot that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we believe he means what he says. That's what he means. Heavenly Father, brother. Yes, Heavenly Father, we believe that you that you said what you mean and you mean what you say, Lord. And that you've given it to us in these in these precious books of the Bible, this holy precious Bible, Lord, our sixty six caliber cannon that we have, that we're gonna blow holes, and we got that sharper that that sword that's sharper that that word that's quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, Lord, even to the piercing dividing asunder of soul and spirit, Lord, and joints and marrows, and this is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, Lord. We know this for a fact. We know it, it convicts us, Lord. And when we speak your precious words, we see its effect on those around us, Lord. So give us the, give us the, um, give us the power of edification, Lord. Let that Holy Spirit teach us what we need to know. You know what we need to know, Lord. Let your holy word be blessed tonight. Let our tongues, for Brother Dave and I, be blessed as we read your precious word, Lord. And may all the ears that receive be blessed, Lord. Holy Spirit edify them, Lord, and that our pastor's tongue be blessed, and that the Holy Spirit work through him and, and your teaching be be pure, Lord, and that we glorify in your precious name of Jesus, and in everything we do and everything we say is for your glorification, Lord, for it's your blood that we're saved by, to your blood that we're cleansed by. It is you that, that has made us, Lord. You are the everlasting. You were there before time. You were there after time. You are everything. Everything was made by you and for you, Lord. For your pleasure, and we're just so happy to be part of it. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, let's everybody go to Romans chapter eight. And brother Dave, first of all, I want you to start go up about um um go. Uh, let me get there myself first before I go telling you where to go to. I'm back in Genesis fifteen here. Uh, I mean, folks, that couldn't have been a bad. There's no. There, you're talking about two hallelujah verses. These are two hallelujah verses, cause it seals you from just about everything. I'll show you the contradiction in this little um, last go that Paul gives Romans. As soon as I get there, my computer's slow tonight, folks. I apologize. Uh because I've been studying them most of the day on it, and I hadn't refreshed everything and got rid of the whatever you get rid of, whatever Kevin knows what they are, I don't. Anyway, start about verse... Um, 31? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say then say to these things? No, 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 it's verse 29, verse 29. Okay. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, 
them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And he ain't talking about freely giving us all things. Him, as we say down south, here on this earth. That ain't what he's talking about, folks. Continue on, brother. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Stop right there for just a second. Do you see how what the, the grand statements he makes and how he just he just kind of winks at death? The very thing that you hold on to dearly, the very thing that you think about, the closer you get to that dark hole out in front of you, he kind of winks at. Because you're not of this world. you elect of God. You're not of this world. All that freely giving all things ain't got nothing to do with this world. Down here, it's about giving up. Over there, it's about getting. And you ever get that in your spiritual crawl, as we say down south? You ever get that in your spiritual gut? You're off and running. But all the tugs and pulls that you got against what I just said, you're in for a tough spiritual road ahead. Rest assured. I got, just for illustration purposes sake, I've got a brother in Christ that I love dearly. And he has a problem with some things. And he has wondered why, and so many times wondered why he has, he don't have nothing here and have nothing. Oh, as far as the world's concerned, in the eyes of the world, and the, the basic setup, he's got this, but he just can't, he don't have anything extra. And I told him plain, simple. And, and I gave him the answer to his problem. Until he learns to give, sacrificially, he ain't never going to have nothing. You're, not, you're going to lose more blessings than you possibly can imagine. Folks, there are no bank accounts in the casket. There are no vaults in the casket. And that just gets under so many people's cross. I know. Now, bingo, got your number. But the Lord does, I don't. I'm just preaching. Okay? Sacrificial giving. Not planned out, well, if I give this much, so I'll have this much left so I can do this right. No, 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 no. That's not sacrificial giving. 
And I told them over and over and over again, till you learn to give, you're going to continue to have these problems. Guess what? For 40 years he's had the problem. And he's going to continue to have them right on through to the end till he comes to grip with the problem. Continue on, brother. And you will too. And you will too. I don't care how nice you think you got it now. I don't care where you live, what you got around you. You will too. Brother Chad, turn to Psalm 17 while Brother Dave's reading this. I'll show you what I'm talking about in just a second. Brother David weighs in on this stuff. I'm talking about Brother David, St. David. You know, he weighs in on some of this stuff as well. Um, continue on, brother. Romans eight thirty-seven. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Now, how are you a conqueror if you just got your head chopped off, see? He just winks at that hole in the ground. See, and there's a possibility that we may go without dying. Those under the sound of my voice. There's a possibility that we might go without dying. Oh, what a blessed hope. What a blessed hope. Oh, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all die, but shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. See, not everyone, not every saint's going to die. So we get a double dose. We didn't have to go through. We didn't have to cross that, uh, taste that sting of death. We didn't. We didn't have to get put to bed with a shovel. See, these are the things that you think about when you lay down at night. If you're not drunk or doped out of your mind and are half sane and have any kind of spiritual discernment at all, even if you don't have any spiritual discernment. It, it really bothers you then if that candle's not lit on the inside to give you some comfort because you knew you did know he was the comforter, didn't you? Continue, Brother Dave. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. All covered everything possibly you could imagine. Brother Dave, go to the Greek and pull up the main words and pull up principalities, powers, things to come, height, depth. Pull up those words and read the definitions, all, every one of the definitions for those words. Okay. I mean, you're talking about covering the bases. Brother Paul's got the bases covered because, folks, they stuff coming right around the old corner that can cause people's heart to fail them for fear, according to Luke chapter 21, at the sight of. See, there he goes, talking about that old superstition, all that blood. Uh-huh, yeah. About that superstition, about that stone rolling away and a guy coming out after three days. Right? That superstition, is that what you're talking about? Folks, at time, it's a lot of times some of you folks re re-examine yourself. And I say that with all love I could possibly muster out of my heart. There's nothing pragmatic about Christianity in the long run. Oh, there will be on the other side. When we're ruling and reigning, that'll be for somebody else, though. Not for us. While we're ruling and reigning, they'll have to deal with that, not us. 
All right, Brother Dave, whenever you get ready. But before Brother Dave starts in with the angels and the principalities and powers, just to reiterate, you hear me make these these statements. I was talking to Brother Tony Adams the other day, and I told him, I said, all these statements that I make sometimes it burns people up is what I make. All these people think they're doing a big, uh, they've really done something because they've got a nice family and a nice home and a bank account and their kids can go to college and their kids are doing well and smiling and got good health. All things to be thankful for. Everybody should be thankful for that. Absolutely. Giving God the praise and honor and the glory for every bit of it. Yes, absolutely. But I make the statement even but when you think that you're loving something and you 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 because Paul says if you love not the Lord Jesus, you you're cursed. Okay? Period. And when I make the statement that even dogs love their kids, you see, people make this big deal about loving their kids or their bills are paid, and, and all that's good. But let me show you what Brother brother David had to say about it in Psalm chapter 17. It's exactly why you have all those things about love, not the world, in the New Testament. Be not conformed to this world all because this is not your home. You have a job to do here, sent here by your commander-in-chief to do, and until you spend enough time in this book and on your knees and find out what that job is, you ain't no different than a freaking dog. You're no different than somebody in Zimbabwe trying to scrape up enough food to feed their kids and themselves and their family. That's what that was all about the other Friday, uh, other Friday night. Some got it. Some didn't have a clue. I want you to read the last four verses of, of Psalms chapter 17. Listen to what David says closely. Psalms 17 and 12. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places, Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Did y'all catch what Brother David just said? Do you see David, what he, who he's calling wicked? People love the world. And have what they need, and they have kids, and they leave stuff to their kids, and they... And David's got them right there as wicked. Mm-hmm. Just like I have been trying, just like I have caught heat about. And I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you what God said. This is not my opinion. And the Lord even said it himself. When some folks are bragging about what all they've done for their family, the Lord said, the heathen even do that. What's the big deal? 
Folks, you don't hear this kind of teaching and preaching out there anymore because there ain't none hardly. That's the condition the church is in. That's the condition the body of Christ has gotten itself into. People have thrown aside what God said and implanted what their thoughts and what the world says things ought to be. The church quit following the Lord Jesus Christ, folks. You want me just to get down nitty and gritty? The mainstream church quit following Jesus Christ in 325 A.D. That was a long time ago to, to degenerate, okay? It's been many years ago. That's when Christianity as mainstream, so to speak, that's when that's when it all went to hell in a handbasket, 325 A.D. That's a long time ago, folks. You can try to dig your way out of this with a digging machine, folks, and the Word of God ain't going to let it happen because you're going to be judged by this book. Okay? You're going to be judged by this book. You ought to be shouting glory to God. Hallelujah at the things that Brother Dave's fixing to read to you. These is what ought to bring the joy in your heart. These are the things you ought to, you ought, it ought to empower you day by day that nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you're in Christ Jesus, you've got everything Brother Dave's fixing to say. Take it away, Brother Dave. Okay, uh, <clears throat> principalities is RK, and it uh, is a word, uh, outline of biblical usage, the person or thing that commences, the first person or thing in a series, the leader, that by which anything begins to be um, of angels and demons. Yes, the we know first... these to be. We know these to be the divine counsel, right, Brother Dave? Well, that may be. A principality Ephesians or magistrate. chapter 6, 12. Yeah, but uh, when I read the other night, it said angels or principalities. So it separated the the archon, arche from the angels. Oh, yeah, it, it sure does Yeah, there may be a, a type of angel or something separate from angels. Anyway, it's bad. Something divine, though. Yes, it's going to be something spiritual. It's going yeah. to be something that's supernatural. I'm going to quit using the word spirit. It's going to be something supernatural, folks. Supernatural. Yes. Continue on, brother. Okay, R.K., the Strong's definition. A commencement or concretely chief in various applications of order, time, place, or rank. A beginning. First estate. A magistrate. A power. A principality. A principle. And a ruler. Principal ruler in in the lexicon, it's a principal ruler, a judge, or a begin a leader who begins something. Yes, but if we trace it back in context to Ephesians chapter six twelve, we know there we know their locations in heavenly places. Yes. Continue on. Powers. Powers is dunamis. Dunamis. And. Or uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
dunamis, um, strength, the uh, outline of biblical usage, strength, power, ability, power for performing miracles, moral power, and excellence of soul, the power and influence which belong to riches and wealth, power and resources arising from numbers, power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, hosts. Ah, you rem- remember that God of forces in Daniel chapter ah. 11? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, Paul's got it covered, folks. The ah. Holy Spirit's got it covered. It's covered, folks. It's covered here in these two verses. That it can't, if you're in Christ Jesus, then you got it made. If you're not, you in a heap of trouble, boy, as they say over Mississippi. Continue. Uh, dunamis, it's a strong's definition, force, especially miraculous power, usually by implication, a miracle itself. Close bracket, ability, abundance. Meaning, might, mightily, a worker of miracles, power, strength, violence, mighty, wonderful work. See, any kind of power that is going to come our way cannot separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. No, no, No kind of power. Known or unknown, of any shape, fashion, or form. Continue, Brother Dave. Yes, not even uh, angelic power or what would be called miraculous power, some huge spiritual force, nothing. Not nothing. Continue on. Hallelujah. Things present. Things present to place in or among, to put in, to be upon. Present. Uh, Strong's definition, to place on hand, impend, be instant, come, be at hand. In other words, whatever's going on present. Anything that's going on present, the English is just as good as the Greek. Go ahead, brother. It sure is. Things to come, well, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty evident, too. That, that's anything to come. That's transhumanism. That's the mark of the beast. See what I'm talking about, Brother David? Yes. It, it's the mark. It's all. Don't worry. They, 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 anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll shut Okay, up. I'll read uh, Romans eight thirty nine. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. 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 Height or depth? What's he talking about? Well, the English yeah. is literally just as good as the Greek, but check it out anyway, brother. Okay, height. Uh, Strong's definition. An elevated place or thing, mm-hmm. altitude, a barrier, height, high thing. Well, high thing could be those heavenly powers. places, <laughs> heavenly places, brother. Yes. yes. Okay, and nor depth. So maybe things under the anything sea. from the under the ground, is, anything coming yes. upon the earth. Absolutely. And the word is bathos. Uh, I wonder if we get bath from that. <laughs> Dead things from under the water. Ah, yes, yes the Rapha. Job chapter 26, verse 18, yes. Uh, biblical usage, the depth, height of the deep sea. So anything of the deep sea, a deep extreme poverty, a strong definition, so it even covers poverty, 
even if you're in, in totally lack of it, yes, can't right. separate you from God's love. That's right. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, the creator of the universe. He has given you, in other words, folks, what I'm going to tell you is there, there ain't no excuse for non-servitude. You can't use family. You can't use help. Really, you can't use anything because everything is covered. And we have our examples. They're not fictitious characters like a Marvel comic book. These are real people that live real lives that had real problems like old Job. See, that's the kind of stuff you ought to be that you ought to think about. But you know what's got most of you? I name I name what they are because the book names what they are. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The very three things that Satan tempted our Lord with. That's what's got you. I was going to use kind of a vulgar colloquialism, but I won't. They got you by the you-know-what. Let's just put it that way. Unless you break free. And the only way you're going to break free is feed that inner man. Instead of keep feeding yourself. Sacrifice. Till you learn to sacrifice, you'll never be on the right path. You'll never. You'll never. You'll never. You'll never. That's what the book says, folks. That's not my opinion. Everybody sacrificed. Nobody got out scot-free. Even John got supposedly boiled in oil. What makes you think you're any better? What makes naming the name? How can I'm, I'm the Lord Jesus Christ come off your lips knowing all that? I guarantee you, you take care of numero uno first. You're covered. Nothing can separate you, you elect of God. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Nothing. Nobody, no creature that's formed now or ever will be formed. Nothing from the height, nothing from the depth. Nothing, nothing from the heavenlies, nothing can separate us if you're in Christ Jesus. That's the reason Paul just hammers that warning home. Examine yourself. 1 Corinthians 15, 5. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Know ye not Jesus Christ is in you and you're in him? A little paraphrase there. Know ye not Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobate? Like I said, excited about that one drop of blood should bring joy to your soul. Nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now let's go back to where it all started for just a little bit and then we'll go ahead and shut it down on Sunday night. Genesis chapter 15, Brother Dave. Okay, verse 1. 
After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision. That remember the law first mentioned. This is the first place that the where the phrase the word of the Lord came in a vision to Abram. Now you immediately on us on on just think about what I'm fixing to tell you after what I told you the other night. And you that don't come regular and don't listen, if you're not listening to the downloads, some of this you I don't know what you're here for really, because unless you keep up, you're lost. You'll be lost as a hank and hail. Um, what I'm saying. The word of the Lord came to Abram. First place it occurs. All throughout the word of God from here forward, there's a bunch. These are there's a bunch of law first mentioned here. Righteousness. This is the first place righteousness occurs. This is the first place counted to him for righteousness. First place it occurs. There's all kind of law first mentions in chapter 15 here. But the word of the Lord, was that just some spooky voice? Or was that actually the Lord Jesus Christ pre-incarnate? Because there's many a times when it says the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah or Isaiah and uh, such and such happened and he said unto him, the next sentence, that the prophet will be talking to somebody him, and it says the word of the Lord came unto, unto Jeremiah, and so and so, and Jeremiah said unto him, or he, personal pronoun, putting that putting that on the word of the Lord, I'm just saying, you need to slow down, pay close attention to the, these things. I'm telling you folks, you're going to be judged by this book. That's how close it is to the Lord Jesus Christ, flesh and bones. I mentioned it the other night. It even tells you that this word in Hebrews chapter 4, we went there and read it. I'm not going to, just just to make my point before we go any further, go to Hebrews 4, Chad, and mm-hmm. read about the word of God. Read the um, page quick and powerful. Verse 12. verse 12 and 13. See, you listen mm-hmm. to verse 12 and then watch what it says in 13, and you'll understand what I'm saying, folks. Yes. Yes. Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. What? Is? It, I, I thought that was a little W up there, Brother Chad. It is. But it says, neither is there any creature not manifest in his, his, wow. his sight. See what I'm telling you? That's uh, something else. Yes, it is. Now, may the law first mention here, the word of the Lord came to Abraham. Continue, Brother Dave. Just a point, folks, just to show you that I'm not making this stuff up. Brother Dave, continue. Okay, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus, 
Okay, stop right there. Number one on what Brother Dave just said is the very first words comes out of the Lord's mouth is, fear not, Abraham. Fear not, what's he talking about fear not for? Remember the previous chapter? I imagine some of those kings are ticked off. Abraham just swooped in with his stormtroopers and got Lot and all those people out of there. I guess uh, Lot's kind of, I mean, Abraham's kind of worried about some retaliation. And the Lord just tell him, hey, man, it, it just cool it. I'm your, I, I, don't worry about it. I got it covered. Fear not, Abraham. Fear not, Abraham. And here is the mention of, of Abraham's servant, number one servant in his house. And he's telling the Lord, I don't got no kids. And, and, the, and so Abraham thinks, okay, Lord, you got my back covered. That's cool. I'm paraphrasing and also inter- interpolating a little bit. He said, all that's cool, but I still ain't got no kids. And the Eleazar, this is the place where you find out who the servant is all the way up until Isaac, all the way up to Rebekah and Isaac. This is how you find out who that servant is. His name Eleazar. Brother Chad, go to the concordance and tell them what the word Eleazar means. Sure. So I don't, you know, I, I could tell you, but I'll just let the concordance tell you. Keep this in mind as we go forward. It, it means literally God is help. It's a comforter. That's, yeah, that's exactly. God is help. That's, that's right. Eleazar, this is him. This is the chief servant in his house. And if Abraham dies... The chief servant, he's got a kid. He'll, be, he'll have the rulership over all of Abraham's house. So Abraham's worried about this. Now then, continue on, Brother David. Okay. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And, lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And, behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be... This shall not be thine heir, but okay. he that... Excuse me, excuse me, Brother David. Um, Brother Chad was wanting me to tell him where the sand of the sea was. Here it is. Brother Chad, the question, uh-huh. the reason I, I cut you short and told you to hold your horses because it was in the next chapter, okay? Yep. Okay, just wanted to let you know why I did what I did, okay? Go ahead, Brother Dave, sorry. No problem. Genesis 15, verse 4, And, behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying... This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and counted it to him for righteousness. The Lord said, Abraham, come here, man. I got you back. I got 50 million angels back there taking care of them kings. Now, come here. Let me come here and put his arm around Abraham's shoulder, and they walked out there on the side of the seal. So he said, look at this guy, man. Isn't he beautiful? He said, you see all them scars up there? See that north star? See, that north star, that's uh, where my throne's at. You didn't know that, right, folks? 
Anyway, yeah. there, I, I know some of you do, but I was just telling the rest. Uh, yes, that's where the Lord dwells in the sides of the north, the North Star. Okay, never <laughs> moves, never moves, always the same. That's the re- That's where God is. Anyway, yeah, right above the firmament. Anyway, he says, Abraham, see that. So you hear you are worried about not having no kid. I done told you here that you're going to have a number of kids. It's going to be like the dust of the earth. But now he's changed gears and he said, now I'm telling you, you're going to have your seed, by the way, that's singular there, the word seed, going to be as stars of heaven. You can count them. You believe that cock and bull story, Abraham? You said it, Lord, I believe it. You ain't lied to me yet. Why should you start now, Lord? You really mean, you're here, you are 80-something years old, and you really think that you're going to have enough kids like the stars that you're looking at? I believe you, Lord. Well, if you, you can believe that fairy tale, I'm just going to give you my righteousness. And that's, that's what faith is all about, folks. So he, he believed God, and God counted it to him for righteousness. Go to Romans 4. Brother Chad? Uh-huh. I'm there. Romans 4, 1. Start reading. Okay, Brother Dave, you go to Galatians 3. Okay. Romans 4 and 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Absolutely. He believed God. He just believed him. Folks, that's a lot. Some folks have so much problem with it. See, because if if salvation had anything to do with works, it wouldn't be a gift, it'd be a debt that was owed to you for something you did. And that's what Paul goes on to explain in Romans chapter 4. When we get to it, we'll try to slow down a little bit and break it down for you. Galatians three eighteen, Brother Dave, three eight. excuse me. Okay. And the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abram, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Okay. This is where this is where you get your heresy out there, folks. Read that again, Brother David. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. And see, they'll try to tell you that's only talking about Israelite nation. Didn't he just say heathen, Brother David? Yes, he did. That's why he told Abraham that he'd have children, spiritual children, and physical children. And that's why he said dust of the earth, sand of the sea, and stars in the sky. There's three classifications that come in under Father Abraham, folks. 
go study and let the Word of God show you the truth. That's why these people get so bent out of shape. They don't know the book. They try to they they pull and they cut out and they change and they twist and they turn to try to prove their point that they want the book. You can make this book. One of these nights, especially when we get to the book of Acts, I think I'm going to make the, I'm just going to preface the program by telling you I'm fixing to teach you a pack of lies. And I'm going to show you how it's done. Brother, believe me, I know how to do it if I wanted to. Because I hear it done all the time. Especially in the book of Acts. And Matthew. Oh, I could teach you some fantastic doctrine, according to them. Teach you a lie. Because it's not important about the teaching. It's important about what God said. You can never go wrong as long as you don't change the book. You don't change the words. You don't take them out of context. And you always go with the context and add a context with the same context that you're trying to teach. Don't never try to pull something out and try to force it into a, a different um, subject matter. But you understand when I say context, I'm talking about a subject matter. Okay? In this place, we're talking about the Abrahamic covenant. He just told you that there'd be heathen that'd be justified by faith. Won't be the elect. It won't be the bride of Christ. But they'll get in because they're like the dust of the earth. Now I've told you something that I wanted you to study to find out. See what I mean? That's the reason he told him three times, three different ways the stars of the sky, the sand of the sea and the dust of the earth. That's the reason Paul said, give none offense unto the Jew, neither to the Gentile, neither to the church. And I can go on and on and on and on. But you don't get that by just flying through. That's called comparing spiritual things with spiritual. There is no scripture, folks, of any private interpretation. Amen. Either the book tells you this, and it's there comparing subject matter. I started to say precept, precept or context. Comparing subject matter with subject matter, or either it ain't true. That's just that's just the way it is, and you know that because God give you the guidelines to go by. Where at where, brother Chad? Where where is it? I asked you, where did God give you the guidelines to go by? See, this is not my opinion, folks. Oh, it's Isaiah 28, verse 9 and 10. Bingo. There you go. So argue with God. Argue with the book. Don't argue with me. Don't argue with me. I'm just telling you what to go, what God said and putting it together with what he said with what he said. If he's talking about the sky of this place and talking about the sky of this place and talking about the sky of this place and there's things going on in the other verses that's talking about the sky three different places, that's where you can go in there and pull out a doctrine in the places where it's talking about the sky. 
It don't take a genius to figure this out, and the Holy Spirit will do the teaching for you. Bring it to your remembrance. Show you the things he needs. He wants you to know. Pop things out that you didn't think about. It's called spiritual understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Back to Genesis chapter 15, Brother Dave. Yes. And while Brother Dave's going back to Genesis, Chad, I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 34. Okay. Genesis, do you want me to read? Yes, brother, please. 15, verse 7. And he said unto them, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Okay, you know, Abraham's being pragmatic. He said, I, I believe you, Lord, but... um. <clears throat> How do I know it? I, 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 I need some proof of that, Lord. I'm sorry. You know, I got a bunch of folks who think I'm a no fanatic out here, and I need something <laughs> to show them, Lord. You know, you can sign your name on a contract, can't you, man? Come on. You know, you know, you got those those stupid Jebusites down there, them blue gums that, that, that talk all this trash and think that land down yonder is theirs, and you're going to give it to me. Now, come on, Lord. I believe every word you say, and you know my heart, Lord. You know I believe you. But ain't there something you can't you just do as a little contract deal here, Father? Now, folks, you know that I'm just ad-libbing here. But there's no telling how it actually went down, you know. Well, it went down exactly like the book said, but just imagine, Abraham, what the, how it would be if you was there. So let's see about this thing. Continue on, Brother Dave. And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against the other, but the birds divided he right, not. Stop, all right, stop right there for just a second. The, the bird, you don't divide the birds. And in the culture that Abraham is in, this was the way men would shake. They would lay out these offerings. They would shake hands, and then they would what? They would shake hands, discuss what the contract was, and they would pass between these offerings. That's the way they did during that period of time. Let me give you a biblical example of what's going on here. Jeremiah 34, verse 18 and 19, Brother Chad. Jeremiah 34, verse 18, And I will give the men that have transgressed my covenant, which have not performed the words of the covenant, which they have made before me, when they cut the calf in twain and passed between the parts thereof. The princes of Judah and the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs and the priests, and all the people of the land which passed between the parts of the calf. Okay, they made a contract. So this is God making a contract with everybody. But notice there, the both men that make the agreement, they bind their hands and they go between, and, it, and they, they have to keep the agreement. But two people are involved. But watch what happens here. Brother Dave, go ahead. Now, oh, by the way, the birds, go ahead, Brother Dave. Uh, verse 11. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Okay. 
the fouls came down among this contract that's fixing to be made, one foul flies down there and says, now, now you know you just can't be saved by believing in something. You know you've got to repent and be baptized for the remission of sins so you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And Abraham shooed that bird away. Then another foul come up and said, hey, you know you can't be saved unless you show the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. I'll lunch on tie. On tie, tie. And Abraham kicked that foul in the butt and run him off too. And then you had another foul that flew right over Abraham's head trying to get down out of that contract. And that, that bird had a, 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 this Dagon fish cap on his hand. And I said, now you know nobody can make a contract because I am the vicarious Philly D, the substitute son of God. And you have to come through the one true church and be baptized into the one true church and take mass on blah, blah, blah. Abraham just killed that bird and got him out of the way. Continue on, Brother Dave. Verse 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And so Abraham is, is, is unconscious. He's done everything that God, God said, hey, this is just lay out the contract. We'll make a contract so you'll have to show it to them blue gongs down there. Them pointy heads. Keep that in mind, them pointy heads. Then and you'll also be able to show it to them slant eyes too. Gentlemen, step away for a while and you, you just take care of you get the contract ready and everything. And then all of a sudden Abraham, a deep sleep comes over Abraham. I mean he's done kicked off all the uh, false doctrine and the, the foul birds. He they kept them away from the contract, but they ain't got nothing to do with it. They're liars. They're evil spirits. You know that from Matthew thirteen. That come light in the trees. Not my opinion. That's what the Lord said. So Abraham falls into this deep sleep, and it's at night time. You know it's night time because he done showed him to say stars of the sky. You know. Well, remember the contract has to be done by both people, but it's only going to get done by one here. Continue reading, brother Dave. A deep sleep fell sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. Okay, here the here the Lord speaking in, in Abraham's fast asleep. Ain't got nothing. To, he's he's snowy cutting seeds, and the Lord speaking to him in this in this dream. And the Lord's fixing to prophesy. Go ahead, Brother Dave. And shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, will I judge. And afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be Buried in a good old age. In other words, he's prophesying, telling Abraham what his seed's going to do, but telling Abraham, you're not going to live to see it, but you'll die to ripe old age. Go ahead, Brother Dave. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that 
When the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. A smoking furnace. Read that again, brother. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Smoking furnace and a burning lamp. All types. Both types. The burning lamp is the light, the lamp that lights our way, guides our path. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, folks. The smoking furnace is judgment. I come to baptize thee with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Unquenchable fire. Abraham ain't doing nothing. Abraham's sleeping. All this is taking place. All laid out. Free gift. Promised by God himself. Now, in a regular contract, if one guy reneges, his contract's broken. Abraham's fast asleep. This is an unconditional promise. An unconditional contract. Continue reading, Brother Dave. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the river, the river, excuse me, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. The Kenites and the Kenizzites and the Kadmonites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Rephaims, and the Amorites. There's pointy heads I was telling you about. Continue on, brother. Yeah. Yeah, the cone heads. Uh-huh. And, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. You know, for 400 years, you know, back there it said, until the iniquity of the Amorites were fulfilled. For 400 years, that land of Canaan, all that bunch was there. And for 400 years, the mercy of God continued on that bunch of reprobates, giants, pinheads, coneheads, like I said, all those different folks, races and everything. And out of all the 400 years, guess how many came out of there on God's side? Zero? One. No kidding. Yeah, a Canaanite called Rahab. Ah, only one. Wow. Man, now, 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 see what I mean? Jelly bean, you need to think before you speak sometimes out there, some of you folks. One person made it out. Rahab the harlot. Her household. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Uh, that was the end, or, end of chapter 15. Do you want me to go to 16? Now we'll go ahead and shut it down here for tonight. Folks, you need you need to, when you get time and you're drinking a cup of coffee in the morning, you need to go back and listen to this program. There's a lot of things I said that you, that, uh, you probably missed. Okay? This is an unconditional covenant that God made with Abraham. And for and, and now from now on, anybody that's going to come back into any kind, I said any kind, of relationship 
with God is going to come through Father Abraham. It's going to come through Father Abraham. Any kind of relationship, proselyte, whatever. You remember at a, at a wedding feast, you got the bride and the bridegroom, and what who who sits around the table? Guest. The bride are not the is not the guest. Who are the guests, folks? You don't. Some of these people out here just bless their ignorant heart. They don't know the book. They don't even stop and think about the book. They don't know this Bible. They don't. They don't. They shouldn't even profess to try to teach it. And the Spirit of God sure ain't showing them nothing. The bride is not the guest. The guests have to come from somewhere. Amen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Brother Dave, dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks for this evening. I thank you for this fellowship, Lord yes, Jesus. Lord. I thank you that your body, your elect, can meet together in many ways, and you've chosen that we can meet this way for this period of time, and I believe that, or at least long for and have faith that someday it will be more than just a telephone or computer fellowship. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I I thank you for this book. I thank you for these 66 books within it. And I thank you that you're revealing yourself to us every time we open it, as long as we're open to hear from it. And, Lord, even those times when we're not open, you can do a work in us, and you can help us to see our sin, to see our need of you, to see our need of change, to see our need to embrace truth and to set aside those lies that have bound us. Not that we didn't have an initial beginning with the Lord, but... We're held in bondage to many things because of the errors of our ways. Yes, Father. And, Lord, I thank you that tonight that you would begin to release us in errors, from errors along the way that we all have, that we all have, and many times we don't recognize them. Yes, Father. And tonight, Lord, I pray that this word would go forth to all those that download and that you would use it, Lord, to bless them, but most of all, bless the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would turn from their wickedness, that they would turn from their error, that they would embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and come to you and you alone, not faith in some other name for Jesus or faith in some other Old Testament God that has passed away. Those things have passed away, not that God has passed away, but the things that they're worshiping God with have passed away and now it's the blood of Jesus Christ and nothing else. It's the blood of Jesus that's enabled us to be just as if we'd never sinned. And for this I'm truly grateful, Lord. And I pray for all those members among us that have needs. Yes, Father. Like Joe that has needs, Lord, accommodations and food and jobs and 
And, and Lord, I thank you for Howard B. and his generosity, Lord, and that you would continue to work in his life. And Sergio, Lord, that you'd continue to work in his life and enable him to be able to fellowship with us and that he would be a witness to his family and to his friends and that they would see and indeed have to bear witness of the changes in his life. And I thank you for David Hummel, Lord, that you're working and causing him to have a job, but not just a job, Lord, but that a, a place where he can represent you yes, at a job. Yes, not ju- that he's just having a job for the sake of job, but he's an ambassador for Christ at the job. Absolutely. He's a witness for Christ at the job. And, Lord, yes. I, I thank you that you can use him to do that, and you can use us, Lord, to be ambassadors, witnesses for you where we are each day with people who are lost and to those among us who are infants in their understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. And so tonight, Lord, and Lord, I I lift up Steve Lipsy to you, and I thank you, Lord, for all his service and all his works that he does for the Lord Jesus Christ and for Pastor Don. And I, I just pray special blessings upon him that he'd have intimate fellowship with the Lord and that the Lord would bless him with spiritual blessings, but any physical needs that he, him and his mother have, that they would be met. And I pray these things in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. amen and amen. And one, let me add one more thing, folks. That covenant God made, <clears throat> that unconditional covenant, Abraham could have got up and walked away. The free gift of that covenant was laying right there. Abraham embraced it and walked with it. That's the free gift of salvation in New Testament. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. A gift is something that has to be received, folks, or else it's not yours. Possession is 100% of it, okay? I've used the old illustration of the Christmas tree many times. As bad as I hate to use a pagan holiday as a as a as as an illustration, but it you 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 understand what I'm talking about. Having a plan, having a plan, yeah, listen, listen. You can believe that a car will go 150 mile an hour, and you know that car's got a fine engine and it's wonderful. And you can believe all that stuff in your head till you get in that car and crank it and drive it. You don't know anything about it, but head knowledge. You can have a Christmas gifts under the tree, one forums labeled for you. And you can walk around and look at your name down there and everybody can tell you it's there and they tell you all about the gift and how it's labeled right there for you and then you can just go through and let the days pass and never never receive that gift and you'll never possess it. But you had the but the gift was there, it had your name on it. Don't forget that folks. Don't forget that. The word is nigh thee, Paul says in Romans 10. Even in thy mouth, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call, Upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Brother Dave contact information. And folks, Brother Dave, don't give out this contact information to keep his voice um, strong. <laughs> I'd appreciate everything that you could possibly do of what Brother Dave's saying. And trust me, I'm tapped out. This whole thing with this surgery, I am tapped out. And I appreciate everything that you possibly could do. Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. Telephone number is 334-397-2333. Pastor Don's email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. That email address is also Pastor Don's PayPal account. And if you have a PayPal account, you can go there and enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and make an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ first and to this ministry. And you can send your cards and letters and requests and offerings as well to Pastor Don's home address, which is 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1. That's 3155 Louisville, L-O-U-I-S-B-I-L-L-E Street, Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017. That's 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thank you, Brother Dave, Brother Chad, Brother Kevin. Y'all did a great job. Appreciate you. Love you. Love each and every one of you guys. And um, may may the Lord be with you this week. And tomorrow, health permitting and Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow night. And we'll either be doing open topics or we'll pick back up in Matthew. I hadn't made up my mind yet. Right now, I've got to get out of here and mainline a bag of antibiotics. So keep me in your prayers. Love each and every one of you. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow night, Lord willing. Good night, guys. Amen. Good night. Good night.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.